You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. <laughs> wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. A Jizz. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you killed me. <laughs> My SEAL Team 6 with the SEAL Team 12. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The thought you'd get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the debate begin. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here once again. New week. Luckily for you, not a new topic. Uh, much debate went around the... The studio this week, the Full Horsemen got together, the brain trust, as it were, and we decided we weren't quite done with what we had to talk about with abortion. And so we thought we would convene in the studio one more time and maybe we will close out this topic here. I guess we'll see. We'll see how long this goes, what we have to say, uh, what light we shed on the topic that you know, you may or may not have thought of, but, uh, you know, as usual, we're here for the entertainment purpose and the, hopefully the educational purpose, at least to give you the insight that we bring to the table on any given topic this week is no different. So let's, uh, not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and jump into things. Gentlemen, I'm going to skip how we're doing and we're going to move right to our drinks. <laughs> Fuck you are. <laughs> I know. It's a Grinch is giving me that. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, I'm so I'm so desperate we to get to the topic. I am so been, desperate to get to the topic. Planning. We are moving straight to the drinks. Let's do it. Come on, the the cut the, the the customer, <laughs> the listener doesn't want to waste any time, right? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I appreciate y'all being here, gentlemen. I love you. How is everybody doing today? Ooga chaka, ooga chaka, You're not even in time with each other. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Is that in reference to being pregnant? What you do to me when you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know. Everything's all right. All together. Is that like a coat hanger hook? What are we talking about? No, he didn't. I love it. You guys, I mean, obviously, you could have harmonized a little better. Mac, you were. Well, I, Mac, you were very star-spangled banner in there. Through the middle, you just kind of disappeared in the background, you know, and then you came strong at the end, and I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I liked it. Grinch, unfortunately, you did let the cat out of the bag that something was coming, so I had to fuck with you. Um, and it may have been the alcohol that you were plowing through mm. when you when you said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on Threeve. Threeve. <laughs> it's Threeve. What is that? Right it's somewhere between right three and five. That's it's right. right. Any system. number you wrote three. Yeah. He comes back. He's got a new drink about three minutes later. He's like, need a refill. I'm like, what already? Holy shit. Yeah. No, it, this is game time. That's not staring at the actual clock. It just felt that it felt that way. Right. 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 That's because of the pace at which I play. It was really only like a minute. I like That's funny. Speed and momentum, you know, because I got on and you were not there and I'm talking to Wally. I go, how many has he had? He goes, you know what? I've been gaming with him for like 10 years. I never ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you don't want the answer. That's, That's true. what it is. That's 
Uh, look, I'm happy everybody's here. Thank you for that intro. That was phenomenal. Let's go ahead and jump into our drinks and then we can waste no time and jump into our topic. Uh, so I'm going to go first this time. I know I tend to push it out to you guys, but I figured, fuck it, I'll do it. So uh, I know I've showed this to you before. I got my handy dandy bar book uh, that my wife was gracious enough to get me. And, you know, I, I always try to skim through it and find something. And I found something today that I thought I would try. And unfortunately, because I'm old and blind, I can't actually read the fucking text. So I got to put on my glasses. I am having the Florida cocktail. And that is one half ounce of light rum a three quarter ounces of sweet vermouth, a quarter ounce of cream de cacao, one ounce of fresh lime juice, and a dash of grenadine shaken vigorously in a shaker strained in a cocktail glass. I took that and I doubled the recipe because I didn't think based on this topic that one drink was going to be enough. So I just doubled the recipe and that is what you come up with. Um, and it is quite tasty. I'm trying to think of what that looks like. Like the round ice with the red in it. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Like a an abortion. Today's topic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not where I was going with that. <laughs> well, between the grenadine and the sweet vermouth, you do get kind of the like red a cell. Actually, it looks like a like a red blood cell. Is what there you go. Like. It's like a red blood cell. All right. A little hemoglobin yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so, glad you uh, you you said that it's good because I, I believe I tried that before. Did you using the um. The infusion kit that I got. Uh, oh, because oh, it came um, right, 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 pre-done. Yeah, and of course that was when I had to use multiple rums. rums. Yeah. Um, so apparently it was, yeah, it was, it was certainly operator error. Right. Uh, on my part. Full disclosure, because I love you know finding a drink based around our topic. I was looking for one, and because this topic tends to make me salty, I was trying to find something around salted caramel, Crown Royal salted caramel, but I couldn't find a cocktail that I really liked because I was going to play off that, you know, but you know, fuck it. This is what I went with. Can't you just drink that straight? I, mean, I could, but I was trying <laughs> to find a cocktail for that. I was trying to find something, you know, and it's like, because Grinch sent out that crown Royal lemonade thing. And so I was like, Oh, maybe I'll try something. And I had gotten the peach for Haas and he's got that with him. So I didn't have access to that. So I thought salted caramel, but it just didn't pan out. So I'm doing the Florida cocktail. All right, Mac, since you did not like the Florida cocktail, what are you drinking today? I'm just going with the Moscow mule. Oh, um, easy peasy. So, you know, straight, you know, bourbon, ginger beer, and a little touch of lime. Okay. Um, but then, you know, I think we've, you know, we've all, or several of us have done that already before. Um, and, and it's always a winner. Will you hold that up? Yeah, I don't know what you're drinking, but it's not a Moscow Mule. It may be something uh, else. Copper cup. Not a copper cup. Copper cup. Yep, yeah, sorry. Man, man. So you better think man. of another name right now. <laughs> you're drinking, you're drinking uh, a donkey. Fuck you Thor. You're drinking, <laughs> you're drinking piss water in a glass cup. I just renamed my cocktail to the fuck you Thor. It's go. science. It's chemistry. That's right. The way the copper interacts with the uh, the bourbon and the beer and the lime. Exactly. So you're getting drinking a fuck actual, you Thor. Getting an actual legit copper cup isn't as easy as you think. Because a lot of those, if you look at them, they're like coppery tone, but they're copper plated. Yeah, they're copper plated. They're not legit copper because legit copper is expensive as fuck if you buy that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So there you go. A Moscow mule, not in a copper cup. So it's a fuck you Thor cocktail. I love it. Okay. Grinch, what about you, brother? What are you drinking today? I am. I said the name wrong earlier when I, we were on. I, uh, I am drinking an El Diablo, which means the Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is uh, two ounces of Reposado tequila, 
uh, lime juice, creme de cassis, as you corrected me on. I said creme de cassis earlier. Yeah. And ginger beer to taste. Um, yeah, it's good. What, what does that equate to ginger beer to taste? What? It's just three to four ounces. Oh, okay. But then it has like two taste, you know, on the end, but I, I did about that and it's a good mix. And this is the, the Diablo. El Diablo. The Diablo. Yeah. Yes. What what kind of tequila did you use? The, um, damn it. Uh, Never mind, we'll cut this out. Sorry. No, what's the brand everybody <laughs> thinks of? It's the standard brand. Uh, Jose. One of the, Jose. Yeah, Jose Cuervo Reposado. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Or Hornitos, or I didn't know. Yeah, I yeah. I just, like, I could see the bottle. I just couldn't think of the name. I started gotcha. to say Don Julio. There you go. Uh, all right, so The Devil. Fantastic. The Devil, the Fuck You Thor cocktail, and my Florida cocktail. Uh, all right, Haas, close us out, brother. What are you drinking today? I'm drinking a mint julep. Oh. <gasps> Look at you. I am. Okay. Sure am. Are you going to the Kentucky Derby? What I was about doing? to say, if you had a Derby hat, that would be yeah. the shit. <sighs> <No. laughs> what are you looking around? He's looking Looks around a blank camera. wall. Yeah. <laughs> Let me look at this blank wall over here. And pretend I did, like I did have something. I did have a hat up there, but it, yeah. <laughs> nope. Put it away. What is it? I think I think if you go to like the Derby, like they sell, there's a certain one there. They sell it's like a thousand dollars for one. And the way it's served and all that. She's like, what the fuck, man? Some people just have more money than brains. Yes. So, all right. And that's uh, okay because they can, can, they can give me their money. Can we see your drink? Can you hold that up for us? Because if it's, it's not, not a sterling silver, silver cup. <laughs> then it's not it's a mint not julep. a mint julep. Um, what, what, uh, what it bourbon? has no glass requirement. It's no, like, you're, that, you're, you're, you're yeah. smart. Neither does mine. It looks like a hemoglobin. Let's say <laughs> plasma, all that good stuff. Uh, what, uh, what bourbon are you using? Buffalo Trace. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I know you're a big fan. All right. Mint julep. Fuck you, Thor cocktail. The devil and La Florida cocktail. All right, gentlemen, as always, cheers. Let's jump into it. Let's not waste any time. And let's go to work. All right. So for all of you listeners at home, for the millions of listeners out there, Thank you so much for checking in last week and listening to episode what will now be episode one of our abortion debate. It was titled The Choice of a New Generation. Obviously, that's a play on words because sarcastically, we're removing choice from the equation. That was the purpose of the titling. Um, given the, uh, if, you know, the Supreme Court passing this draft, as we spoke of last week, and please, please go and listen to last week's episode so there's no confusion. There's no sense in jumping into this, this episode. If you haven't listened to the last episode, because a lot of what we talked about there will probably show up here or there'll be some references to it. And you'll need to know that. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, Dobbs versus Jackson um, medical center is the case that's being brought before the Supreme court. Justice Samuel Alito released a draft. And this was the interesting thing about it. I know last week in the episode, I said, Oh, it's considered a draft. It's a draft. Hosh, you pointed out it's a 98 page fucking draft that they created, right? The chances of it changing dramatically between now and its release are slim to none. They are not putting in the time and effort of creating a draft with the chance of with, with with the idea of changing it wholesale before it's released. So the chances, and it may happen, but the chances of it happening are slim to none. So we can probably guarantee that uh, what it will do in terms of returning abortion rights from a federal level to the states is probably going to happen, almost certainly. It, regardless of all of the debates that are going around the country, all of the protests that are occurring across the country, in lieu of this, 
almost 100% certainty that's what's going to happen. That's what we discussed last week. A number of other things got discussed as well. But with that being said, I think part of what Bear's conversation this week is diving even deeper into what are the states going to do, ultimately, if this comes down, in terms of what this means from a national perspective. Um, and then we can sprinkle in anything else that's needed, anything that we forgot last week. I made a, uh, you know, a number of notes from what we talked about, but that's our topic for today. It's really just piggybacking off of last week. So for all you listeners, go to last week, listen to that episode, and then go ahead and follow up with this episode. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, and then you should enjoy it from an entertainment value. And if you don't, that's on you. I don't know what to tell you. So gentlemen, we, we kind of know where the landscape resides currently. Um, and we talked about, you know, where things potentially can go, uh, any thoughts before we jump off? We know everybody here is pro choice. Nobody is pro life. Um, I mean, pro choice to a point, you know, it's funny. Cause I ran that by my father. Uh, I, and I told him, cause he's like, where's everybody kind of fall. And I said, well, everybody is pretty much pro pro choice. I said, I'm, I'm pro choice. Max pro choice. Grinch was pro choice. And I said, and Haas is pro choice with caveats. He goes, if you are anything with caveats, then you are something other than pro-choice. He goes, I don't know what it's called. He goes, but if you change it in any way, then it's something different. It's okay. You, we, we can agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, that's that's the beauty of choice, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Alito, you're trying to remove choice. That is the beauty of having choice is because you can agree to disagree. So he did say, he goes, uh, you know, in my opinion, if you are anything with caveats, anything with changes, then you aren't that thing. You are just something different. I'm nothing I wrong. I, I agree to disagree. I think I can be something and then have stipulations and parameters uh, that allow it to st- still to, to still be what it is. Because again, I'm pro-choice up to a certain point. And then those caveats kick in. Well, it's interesting because you said that. And I think one of those that we hit last week, or maybe we didn't, I think Grinch sent it out. We may have touched on it and Grinch sent something out earlier this week. Yeah, I was actually just about to touch on that. Was... Um, the caveat because, of late stage. Well, and, and ironically, um, I kind of went the other direction, um, you know, and I'll say this. Pete Buttigieg is one of those individuals who, when I think I'm somewhat smart, he reminds me I'm, I'm not because <laughs> he's freaking wicked smart. Um, and the missus and I, like, like probably all of you after, you know, we, you know, who said what, what was said, what were you thinking? You know, and I, I you know, as you know, Haas, I said something very similar. Um, I felt like on the theme of when does a fetus have constitutional rights, you know, and so forth. I, I thought I was sounding pretty intelligent when I said that, because, I mean, it's coming from a good place. It's it, it's based in kind of a logic and grounding. Um, I will say the Pete Buttigieg response to that question sent me further in the direction of a more definitive pro-choice stance. Uh, and I do have it in front of me. I'm happy to read out please what do. he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, he, he was asked about his position on abortion. Um, and for the listeners, know, who was he? Pete Buttigieg is the current transportation secretary. He was known as Mayor Pete when he was running because he was in the primaries. Um, had a lot of momentum. Like uh, he's also homosexual. Um, uh, he has he I believe he's married. Um and uh, he's a younger guy, like closer to <laughs> closer to our age. He's a younger guy. Um, but he was specifically asked about late term abortions, And so he said and this is Chris Wallace that was speaking to him. I don't remember the exact forum. 
But he says, I think the dialogue has gotten so caught up on where you draw the line that we've gotten away from the fundamental question of who gets to draw the line. I trust women to draw the line when it's their own health. Chris Wallace. So just to be clear, you're saying you would be okay with a woman well into the third trimester deciding to abort her pregnancy. Buddha judge. Look, these hypotheticals are usually set up in order to provoke a strong emotional and he gets, he gets interrupted. Wallace says, it's not hypothetical. There are 6,000 women a year who get abortions in the third trimester. Buddha judge. That's right. Representing less than 1% of the cases. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of a woman in that situation. If it's that late in your pregnancy, then almost by definition, you've been expecting to carry to term. We're talking about women who have perhaps chosen a name, women who have purchased a crib, families that then get, then get the most devastating medical news of their lifetime, something about the health or the life of the mother or viability of the pregnancy that forces them to make an impossible, unthinkable choice. And the bottom line is as horrible as that choice is, that woman, that family may seek spiritual guidance, they may seek medical guidance, but that decision is not going to be made any better medically or morally because the government is dictating how that decision should be made. He won me over. <laughs> he won me over with that answer. And uh, yeah, so I'm, like I said, more definitively of the pro-choice statement, full stop. And then I, I believe when you sent that to the group, you even said, Mrs. Grinch sends this and it has caused me to evolve my position regarding late-term abortion. Yeah, she's kept it on her phone for like, I, I, I want to say it was like, however, however many years ago he said it, but she saved it on her phone since. And, and again, uh, you know, in reading that and thinking about the situation and thinking about my position on abortion, my personal position, and it's, again, I mentioned this last week, I am personally a pro-lifer for me and me only, but I understand that for other people, you have the right to make your choice. That's the difference. And I even said in response to that, I said, as a man, I will never know the difficulty of making a choice to end the life of a fetus, regardless of the timing, circumstances, six weeks, 15 weeks, or late stage. I can't imagine getting to the point, getting to that point, and based on a medical condition, having to decide to abort. I also can't imagine what type of unimaginable bastard one must be to think they have a right to pass a law that removes all choice from the equation. Uh, yeah, see, see, here's the problem. You come in with you know the, these... Uh, scorched earth statements like all or none, you know, and it's like, come on, like it's not, it's just, it's just not that simple. It never has been. It isn't now, and it's never going to be that simple. We we talked, we touched on it a little bit last week. It's 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 context, and that's why for me to say that I'm 100% pro-choice without caveats, and yes, I think those two things can coexist hand in hand. Um, is it's probably never going to change because I, this is probably not the best analogy, but it is the one that can't, comes to mind right off the top of my head, which is it's no different than saying, okay, you can't be pro-life and have kids and not make them wear their seatbelts. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. You're putting another entity in potentially in harm's way um, with your decision-making or lack thereof. And so, you don't you don't get it in my world you don't get it both ways i think i don't think you could take a sweeping argument one way or a sweeping argument the other way i don't i don't think that's how life works right well and again once you oh sorry mac please go ahead no i was gonna say i think i think it's important to reiterate right that it's great that we're all you know are you know making the statement that we're pro-choice or pro-choice with caveat but at the end of the day 
n- none of us really get a fucking opinion in it. You know, it's not our body, right? And I think that's the important thing to me to remember, right? It's not our choice to, to, to make. Whether you agree with that or not, it, it's not your body, so it's not your choice to make. Well, yes, I, I agree. As I said just a few seconds ago, I am pro-life for me. But if I put myself in a position where I could have a kid, let's hypothetically, let's suspend belief for a moment and say all four of us can have kids. We can carry a kid. I'm pro-life. But if I could carry a kid, I doubt I would be pro-life for myself. I would want the option to make that choice. Because as Grinch pointed out with with Buddha judge, if there was a medical issue, if there were, if I was older and got pregnant, you know, and there were medical issues for me, then I would be like, I want the option. And I don't want somebody, so I can understand where women relate to this and go, I want the option to make that choice for myself. And that's it, right? You could be pro-choice, I think, and still be pro-life. It's just that you're saying, just like you said, for me, I'm pro-life, but I think everybody should get the choice to pick their own, you know, to make their own decision. Right. And that, I think, is the fundamental bottom line to pro-choice. Let's take take a little sideways tangent then. How do we feel about... um, uh, you know, like Dr. Kevorkian and the fact that, you know, people want to, you know, uh, assisted suicides. I mean, should they have, sh- is that everyone's choice? Do you have the choice to, to you know, I, to end your own life and get assistance with that? I, I believe so. Yes. As long as it's just your own life. And, and I know uh, one of Grinch's favorite comedians, Jeselnik says, murder suicide's a victimless crime. Effectively. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think if you, no, if, if there's kids involved, young kids involved, <laughs> but no, if, if you Yikes, take your own Jeff life, fuck around. <laughs> that's right, that's right. if you take your own life as wrong as somebody on the outside may feel that is n- no, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but what yeah, now I, what I we're saying curious. is assisted, right? You're, you're adding somebody else into the mix, a uh-huh. doctor, a professional, your next door neighbor. I don't know whoever the fuck it is. That's helping you. If you're not here, it doesn't matter. You can't be held culpable and accountable, right? You're dead. So they're going to go after that person. But if you've signed, you know, again, you know, we're kind of veering off, but I think it's a, it's a good point uh, that, that Hoss made, right? I mean, if you've signed the paperwork to say, for whatever reason, you know, my quality of life now is such that, you know, I don't feel there's any reason for me to continue to live, then I, I see no problem with it. I know because we think of suicide, we think uh, from an outside perspective, having never contemplated it, obviously, is we think from the outside, well, it was a reaction to whatever situation you're in, blah, blah, blah. You know, you maybe didn't think of all the ramifications you made this choice in the moment. But what if, if we, we take it a step further and we go, I'm, I'm crippled or I, you know, somebody that we know, right. You've got a, a end stage cancer your body is deteriorating. You've got no quality of life. Maybe you have a wife and kids or a husband and kids and you've thought through and you've talked to them about it and you've planned it out and you said, I want to do this. And let's assume everybody's on board. So I I don't understand the problem. If you've worked through the details, if your family accepts it and that's the choice you make, so be it. It, it, Yeah. I I, I could certainly pile onto this for hours just because I feel strongly about this particular topic of it's your body. Right. You know, and it's if you want to go out with dignity, if you want to go out on your terms, it's your body. Obviously, you know, your your support network is that's going to be a conversation. Right. I mean, shit, it, it could just be a simple financial. And I say simple, but it could I, be I a was, financial exactly what I was getting ready to you know, it's like, OK, go into hospice for months or however long, you know, like those are it, just like we talk about. I mean, it's a very difficult decision. And to me it's basis 
And like of all, like as, as much as we're like individual rights, my body, my choice, country, right? You know, like that seems like it should be the pinnacle of a decision you should make for yourself. But well, and I'm, I'm glad you said it that way too, because one of the things I thought about that I, I don't believe we mentioned last week that I was really kicking myself about was for all of the people on the right who want to say my, you know, that th- th- they want they want to say that women should not be allowed to to abort their babies, right? Right. These are the same. These are the same motherfuckers who are saying I shouldn't have to wear a mask and I shouldn't have to get a vaccine shot. Right. It's because it's my body. It's my choice. And you can't. And, you can't force me to wear a mask, motherfucker. And then the irony's not lost on me that in Texas they're going even further where they're trying to pass a law where if a woman aborts her fetus, they could be put on death on death row. The death penalty. They could be brought up on the death penalty yeah. charges. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing over there? Huffing gasoline and shit? Okay, look, I mean, look, I know I live in Florida and it's a backward state and on a lot of levels, but thankfully, thankfully, knock on wood, we ain't that fucking backwards just yet. Just yet. I said just yet. But we're, we're not that fucking backwards because you're right. 45, get it 45 days. We'll check in with yeah. you. Let him get. Uh-huh. Yeah. If he gets reelected, he figures I got another four years to fuck shit up. Then I can go ahead and push that through. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Haas, on an, on every one of those those accounts is the irony definitely isn't lost that people are going to go, oh, well, I should be allowed to make the choice my body if I want to get vaccinated, if I want to wear a mask or whatever. But then when it comes to this, they become an immovable object. There is no wiggle room and there is no choice. It is, no, you should not get an abortion. And I don't understand the difference. Yeah, well, it's just hypocrisy in one and irony on the <laughs> It's fucking yeah, ridiculous. Uh, and I want to, I want to tread lightly there, right? I mean, no, don't, get, brother, stomp around <laughs> on it. Yeah, no, but I, I think it's important to. Otherwise, we're no better than they are, right? And I say they, the right wing, right? You know, they're allowed to have their opinion, and if they want to be pro-choice or pro-life, that's fine. More power to them. In their family, in their circle, I support that as their decision. The problem I have is when the government gets involved and, and starts pushing that and making it a mandate to everybody else, right? And that's the I, I, I mean, I don't want to say that they can't have their own opinion. Otherwise, you know, that, I mean, that's part of what makes the country great, I think, to some extent, is that, you know, we can all have our own yeah, opinion. Yeah, and, and, until you and, get douchebags like Tucker Carlson spouting their fucking well, crap, stupid, you know. Yeah, I, uh, but... But the reason the reason we're allowed to have our own opinion is because we have a thing called choice. If you are pro-life, you remove choice from the equation. You are forcing everybody to be pro-life. If you're pro-choice, you're giving Mac the option to be pro-choice and Grinch the option to be pro-life. But that's my point, right? They can be pro-life. And and, and I'm saying that they, you know, we we can't tell them that they can't be pro-life. Everybody has to be pro-choice. What I'm saying is that, you know, they can have their opinion. We can have ours. No, I agree with you, Mac. I mean, there's there's a bit of a moral equivalency to it that cuts both ways of like, if I'm going to say choice, then in the next breath, it is a little bit hypocritical of me to mock those that choose not to get a vaccine. If I were keeping it that clean, we would just leave it there. If I were to say, well, let's entertain the notion of why things are the way they are, then you go, well, it's for the common health because that choice could actually affect another. Right. Whereas the an abortion will affect not, you. Would it just affect you? 
you know, I'm simplifying, but it, it, it would yeah, but I, I pretty much be targeted towards the person making the decision. Yeah, I, I'm a step back a year, though, Grinch, to something you said, and this is actually agreeing with you because you talked about the choice of not getting vaccinated. Like, yes, there's a benefit to getting vaccinated. There's a benefit to wearing masks. But you said everybody at this point has been educated either through the news or whatever. If you choose not to get vaccinated and you get sick and die, that's on you, brother. And so be it. That's just, you know, evolution working itself out because at that point you had been vaccinated. You were, you were right. wearing a mask. You're like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. If you choose not to, and something happens to you, that's on you. And you, and, and you were very open about if you choose not to do what is in your best interest, so be it. That's your choice. And yeah. if you die, oh, well. Yeah. I mean, and, and then if I had to take the same information and make that case for, for why you should, or you, it would be required it's that word contagion because it can spread and affect those beyond yourself i mean hence why i mean even today or you know schools you have to have updated shot records you know there's a reason for a requirement for immunizations against measles mumps rubella hepatitis you know yellow fever whatever because it can spread and as we saw, you know, as we saw with COVID, once it starts spreading, it spreads so freaking fast. Right. And, and again, I think at obviously the, the key word for everything that we're discussing is choice. One half wants to remove choice from the equation. The other half wants the choice. They want to be allowed to make the choice, which I think to me is a no brainer. Whether or not, you know, if you want to bring in the biblical aspect and, you know, I know in the Bible belt, they tend to say, no, you know, pro-life, you know, it's a, it's a life win and nothing, you know, you shouldn't be doing anything. But again, if we're looking at the choice aspect, if I'm a pro-lifer and I go, my wife's pregnant, something's wrong with the baby. And the doctor has told me if she carries this to term, my wife's going to die. Okay. That, 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 that's I? easy. That was God's plan then. Well, I mean, right? So they should. I'm go, just telling okay. you that that would be the argument. Right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. God's plans for you to suffer inimaginable it pain. It's going to make you I, a better person. I, look, I'm just playing devil's advocate of that. I know. I hear you, man. That that they that, you know would be made was that well, then that is that is what was supposed to happen. Well, it's interesting because I, I saw an article and I wish I could pull it back because it's, it's been a few weeks now and lead up to our first episode. And it was talking about pre Roe versus Wade in 73, because states controlled abortion, the view of health was always child centric because a lot of states would not allow abortion. So it was always child centric. We're going to bring this baby to term. And if the mom dies, the mom dies. And post Roe v. Wade, that philosophy changed in a lot of ways because abortion became legal in a number of aspects in a lot of states federally. And so they were like, we are now looking out for the health of the mom. So if it's necessary to abort the child, we will do it. The problem is if when and if this passes and states take control again with the laws that are going to be on the books and the trigger laws that are in place, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll go back to it's going to be fetus centric. And if something happens to the mother, oh, well, but so that's what I'm saying. How can you be pro-life and go, well, we can give up on the mom if she dies because we've got the baby. And I know we can, what if this shit yeah, all day who, long? We talked about this last week. Who, who's like, right. Right. I mean, and we're, you know, we're trying to keep this very binary in the sense of simplifying the, the discussion, but you know, it bears repeating that what we talked about in the last episode was the law originally drops 
thinking the world is that way. Now, how it doesn't see the gray of the world, you know, it's one of those, like, it, it, be, it becomes overwhelming. That's why they start with the base law, and then it gets amended, 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 and you end up with 100 pages of, like, subclause, whatever. Because the anecdotes are what start breaking through, and then they slowly chip away at the, you know, the absolutes. So, I, I mean, I get that. And like you said, we can we could do 50 vignettes, and I might say pro-choice on 48 of them. You know, just based on what you told me, you know, giving me facts and regardless, I'm not making the decision. So I'm not feeling that emotional punch, you know, right. no matter what I say. So it's I'm sitting in my chair going, yes, no. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. I, right. I think it's I think it's important to note, though, on that Grinch that I mean, you still are going to feel the emotional punch. Right. I mean, it's not physically going to impact your body. But, you know, if, if that was your child. And it got, you know, aborted for some reason. That, that is going to emotionally impact you to some extent, I would hope. Right. And, and I'm sure it would. So, I mean, I don't think that should get lost. That You know, yes, from a physical standpoint, it is it is 100 percent on the female. But, you know, I, I would say it's probably 50 50 from an emotional standpoint. Yeah, because I mean, I know we say that and we talk about the choice should be a woman's. You go 40 weeks, you deliver a baby, right? Up until that point, let's say the baby is born and everything's healthy. If the baby dies after that, is it not the same dramatic impact on both the, the father and the mother at that point, right? We're saying it's, it's really, it's the mother prior because she's carrying it, but it's not Mac. You're absolutely right. Well, the father's going to feel the effects. Standpoint, it is absolutely of course. The mother, right? but and it, it's and it, emotional. And it goes the other way too, which is let's say the father doesn't want to keep it. And the mother does. Yeah. And, and he's like, I can't afford this. She's like, well, too bad. Fuck you. Well, you should have spent $1.50 on a condom. I mean, but, that's know, that's not. I, 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 but yeah, okay. But even still, that's not 100%. <laughs> no, guaranteed. it's not. No, I know. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, so th this is why. Well, and this is obviously pro-life versus whatever. But I, I don't think it's as simple as necessarily one person's decision. Um, when it involves multiple people being responsible, held legally responsible, how how is it right that one person gets to make the choice? I agree. And how is it how is it that we're we're going to say it's either this choice or that choice with no context being taken into account? Well, and that's the problem. And that's the problem with any law, right? They're, they're, you know, we've we said this before, right? You the problems with the problem with laws is they want to look at it from a a ones and zeros aspect. You know, it's either it's either right or it's wrong. And we're not going to take into consideration any anything in between that. And, and as we've said before, right, you know, 99% of everything happens in between those those two absolutes. Yep. Um, and it's funny, Haas, you just mentioned legal, right? The legal ramifications of that choice. It should not fall to just one person because other people in that sphere are going to be affected. Uh, well, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great point, right? So, so. If I get somebody pregnant, I don't want to keep the child. She decides to keep the child. Guess what? I'm financially responsible for that child for 18 years. Well, technically you're not. And this is, this, this okay. is a, a funny point. Yeah. Uh, because I was talking to my brother yesterday and he actually, cause I said the same thing and he goes, well, that's, that's actually not true. He goes, you can actually sign away your parental rights to the child. You are no longer financially responsible, but it also means you can make no decision for that child. Ultimately, if you're married, it probably means you're no longer married. 
right? But you wouldn't stay married signing away the rights to that child. She, the, the wife would have to agree to you signing away the rights too no. as well, right? No. no. Okay. Okay. And, 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 he, and that's why I'm asking because I don't know. I didn't know that either. And when yeah. he brought it up, I was like, wait a minute. He goes, I only know this because it has happened in my family. And so he, let's, you know, let's point out that your brother is smarter than you in this case. Oh, fuck off. Um, uh, Loki, if you heard that, you can just ignore it. I'll probably edit it out anyway, that you're smarter than me. But uh, yeah, so he did point out, he goes, you can sign away parental rights. And he goes, I only know this because it has happened within my family, not to him directly, but because he has kids and grandkids and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, I, I honestly didn't know that. I assume because right. you always hear the horror well, stories. With, women with, that, pursuing. with that being true, but there are instances where, OK, let's say. Let's say I am uh, the son of very religious people. Yes, you're the let's son say of very my, religious let's say people. My let's say my father is a minister, pillar of the community, and my mom is like super religious, right? I'm trying and, to imagine your dad and, as a minister. Right. I know. Well, this is obviously how I mean, you get to hear him preaching. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and most people's, they stink. That's right. Uh, can I get an amen? Anyway, um, I get, I get someone pregnant and I'm like, I don't want to have this baby. And the girl is like, Nope, I'm having it. Nothing you can do about it. I want to have it. And of course, now I got to go into my parents and they're like, well, you gonna yeah, have it. Yeah, you're, you're she's got to have it. Yeah. Now that she's decided to have it, you've got to have it. And they won't let me sign. Like my parents are like, you, you're going to be a father to this child, whether you like it or not. There are instances where you can't sign away your parental <laughs> rights because uh, you, you're being forced uh, socially or politically or whatever to, 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 to bear responsibility for that child. Whereas if you had a say in a decision, maybe not. Or let's say you're 16, right? Living well, at home. You, you can't on. enter into a contractual right. agreement at 16. Right. Right. So let, th- that's my point. Let's ask the question yes. though, if, if you're, you know, in this case, if your parents were not allowing you to sign away your parental rights, they're going to let you abort the baby either. So that's true. That's true. You're, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm talking in a different scenario. I'm just saying that he is now financially obligated because he can't sign away those rights. Financially obligated the other way too, right? Right. I don't know. Yeah. But when we talk about the legal precedent, obviously from you know people being uh, legally held accountable, I think it bears Austin. You said Texas is trying to pass legislation that death penalty can be imposed on anyone who aborts a child, and I think yesterday when I talked to you, I posed this to you was. The interesting part about it is if you live in Texas, let's say they pass that law and you live in Texas and you go to California to get an abortion. Let's say you're an underage young lady and your parents, you know, oh, I'm pregnant, mom, dad, they freak the fuck out. Like, we're going to take you to California. We're going to get you aborted, you know, and, and it's the best thing for you, whatever. So they do it and then they come back. And, you know, what's what then becomes the legal responsibility in the state of Texas because you had an abortion and in the state of Texas, it's illegal to have an abortion. You were going to a doctor, your doctor knew you were pregnant. You go to California, you come back after a week and you go back to the doctor and you're no longer pregnant. Like the doctor now knows. And so they're going to start asking questions. Your parents know what's the legality of you in the state of Texas, because they passed that law who now becomes culpable, who knows about it legally, they can pursue action against her for getting an abortion. They can pursue action against the parents because they aided in the action. So they knew about the felony. Well, you know what I'm saying? So now I, I, you are, you are overreaching governmentally because of that. I just, I, I guess I'm not with absent any federal guidelines. I don't know that a state could say they had any jurisdiction. 
because most crimes, if you cross state lines, that, that moves it into federal. Yes. But if I commit, you know, a crime or if I commit an action in a state where it isn't a crime, there's nothing to prosecute. And I think anything, anytime, if a state tried to say it's illegal, regardless of where you go, I don't think that would pass muster. I don't think it, I think it would get the law get overturned. I would hope so. Yeah. My concern is that they are, the way, the, the they are forever the trying are to going. overreach. Well, and I think this is, I think this is where, you know, they, they've struggled with, you know, marijuana laws, right? Now that, now that states have, have legalized marijuana, if you go to one of those states, partake in, in marijuana and come back, you know, companies and governments are, it's a very fine line to cross to say, well, you know, I didn't smoke it here where it's illegal. <laughs> I smoked it there where it's perfectly legal. So I didn't commit a crime in your state. Um, I, I, yeah, I would but, imagine but, but, this would be very simple. In that same vein, it's like, okay, let's say I work in South Carolina and I go to Vegas for uh, a, a buddy's bachelor party and we have edibles there. And then I go back and I go to work and it's in the company policy that I'm not allowed to do drugs. And, well, they, and they and they and they drug test me and I pop positive. Do that grounds companies? And that's where companies, you know. And again, we're we're I know we're going we're, we're, off we're a going tangent, tangent to, but, to but, make a point. But that that's where companies have, have kind of really backed off a lot of that stuff, right? You know, where, if they're where smart, if they're smart, they have. Yes. Yeah, exactly. right. I mean, right. What's the what's the return on investment of something like that? Because and, and there are two parts to that. One is the legality of it. Can you be prosecuted in like a court or fined? And the other is, is an employer policy. So I, I do want to draw a distinction between those. Two exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, two, if a company fires you, I can imagine a court case could evolve from that. But if your company policy and you signed it at times, does it? We didn't state where. We just said we are a no, zero no. drug use employer, and if you ever zero tolerance, you know, yeah. you know, yeah, zero tolerance, and you ever have to take a drug test, because it's similar. You know, it's probably similar in circumstance to like, um, uh, uh, when you get hurt at work. What am I thinking of? Um, workers' compensation. Workers' compensation. You know, and it's like, and or you've mentioned this. I think somebody that worked for you, and you're like. You know what's about to happen. You've been hurt. <laughs> yep, back in the <laughs> restaurant business. Yeah, right. Or were you high yeah. at the time, or do you have drugs in your system? Because if so, you're going to pay the penalty if you do that. That's right. Yeah, there's, been, they, there's been several accidents I've had. You know, when I worked at the airline, that it's immediately as soon as the accident occurs, you're pulled off the line. You are taken directly to a facility and drug tested. I mean, it's it's there's no questions asked. And I don't know and, how and yeah. or where we got to. Well, because we're talking about crossing state lines. Okay, yeah, that's right. And you brought you brought up how marijuana is different from state to state. It's actually, as far as I'm concerned, Mac, it's it's the perfect comparison because, from a legal standpoint, it it parallels to what we're talking or what to what Thor posed, which is if you have laws in one state that you don't agree with, but you live there, and then you travel to another state to break the law in the state in which you live, but not in the state where you go. What what does that look like? Well, it's no different than, than, you know, crossing into Canada or Mexico to obtain. I, no, uh, it does. Pharmaceutical because drugs. It, no, well, it does because it's a different country with different laws, right? Right. But the drugs you bought there were legal. You mm. can't bring them back to a state where they're I, I guess, yeah, I guess if you bring them back across the board. Uh, um, I, I actually I have, just... 
Go ahead. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, so I was looking that up, actually, and I, uh, here is an article about it where Missouri has tried to pass legislation. And it, the article goes into it's from The Guardian and the article goes into a number of things. But one of the things it does say is I think states are not going to rest with just saying there won't be abortions in our state. They're going to want to ban abortions for their citizens as much as they can. This would mean stopping them from traveling to get abortions. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of state against state battles that are really going to divide the country even deeper if the Supreme Court overturns abortion protections travel bans might also be in the works so well, they will ban well, travel say, talk of, let's talk about infringement on freedoms Jesus. Uh, i was about, I was about right. to say you, you're directly going against the constitution if i travel i'm not telling anybody what the fuck i'm doing well here's the I problem it's, ticket and i'm going i'm going yeah. to see a concert well, but, but again, you know, and come back sport, with right? an, I mean, you know if not you, if pregnant you, yeah if you go you know and you've been seeing your doctor you know for six months you come back all of a sudden guess what you're not pregnant anymore Oh, and, I, I mean, mean and, yeah, obviously, yeah. there's a million it's, reasons why th- that could happen. But well, well this, and it goes back to something that Thor was talking about last week. Some people don't have the means to do that, right? Well, well yeah. this is this. So then, what says, are we looking at? Are we looking like uh, underground black market yes. situations yeah, exactly. that are not going? And that's where I went back to you know going crossing federal, you know, going into Mexico well, or Canada. And, for, and Mrs. Haas, Mrs. Haas has been saying this the entire time. You're not banning abortions. You're banning safe abortions. You're yeah. pushing it underground. Yeah. One of the I things. Mean, so go ahead. I just to say real quickly, if anything history has taught us is if human beings are going to do something and you remove the legal method by which it can be done, they will find another way to do it. That is are not legal. Drugs, drugs and alcohol are the biggest. Right. Are you saying example. prohibition didn't work? I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. One of the things they say Speaking in this article which, is my, my bourbon's empty. Is uh, yeah. One of the things they say in this article, unfortunately, is the Supreme Court does not have a well-developed case law regarding extraterritorial application of state law. So that's going to create a problem in terms of state-to-state issues because there isn't a lot of that, I guess, on the books from the Supreme Court. It says banning travel would go against basic American principles. You have the freedom of travel in this country as long as you're following the law in the state where you are. You are legally okay under current law, okay? Yeah, what are they going to say? You're transport, tr- transporting illegal goods? <laughs> well, again, that's what case, you get into. Transporting illegal goods because you've had human tra- your human yeah. trafficking. Right. Those are the things that you. I think people yeah. will tend to gravitate. How can we make this law stick? And that's what they'll do. You can't transport certain things across state lines. Then it becomes interstate issues. <laughs> yep. And they'll find a way. I think to you know the right will find a way to make it stick if they can, and they'll tr- try to find any loophole to make it work. That's the concern. So here. The rhetorical question I started to throw out earlier, and I say it's rhetorical because there is an answer to this of like, what it, what are the primary arguments against it? And it's all based in morals, right? Morals and values, as far as I can tell. I mean, yeah, okay, you can use some science, you can make some cases for does the does the fetus feel pain? Does the baby feel pain? Um, the after effects on some, you know, whether they suffer from depression or whatever. I'm not outright dismissing those. I guess where I'm going with this is at the end of the day, I think the right, which you typically associate with still being very religious, whether it is, um, you know, Bible beating or the Bible belt or, you know, Baptist or Catholicism or whatever it is, it's based in religion. I still think because there's this belief and we argued this in our religious podcast of like, can you have values and morals absent a religious basis? I submit yes. Yeah. And I believe in the separation of church and state. 
So if I were coming at this from like a, a more philosophical approach, I'd say you're trying to shape morals and values through law. That isn't your role. It, it, it isn't. Now, that's a slippery slope too. I get it. You know, it's like, well, then why is murder illegal? Okay. All right. You know, it's a fair follow-up question, I suppose. You're taking another person's life. You kind of went a far bit out there, but but I understand what you're doing and I get why. And and you're not like it's a good point. It's a fair point. Um I I again I I've been saying this, I'll continue to say it. It's my personal belief system. I don't think it's ever as cut and dry and basic basic as simple as black or white, this or that. I think laws are are written and we and, and thor talked about this earlier or, or maybe you did grinch there's a reason why laws are created and all of a sudden there's all these amendments right because mm-hmm. we lay down groundwork and then we understand it needs to be adjusted for this reason or that reason because we over we we didn't anticipate this thing happening or we overlooked this thing that we should have seen so it's, it gets fine-tuned and that's why it, it shouldn't be that cut and dry and the problem with this topic is kind of is cut and dry in a way in a sense and in another sense it's really not there's there's got to be gray there's got to be context discussions and laws put in place to deal with the gray to oversee the gray yeah and i mean if i were to try to kind of center back up of my follow-up of why is murder illegal i would say it's the same reason stealing is illegal and a host of other crimes because to be quite blunt society would collapse if it if they weren't right i don't mean to be dramatic but they would because it would be only the strong survive you take what you want it's the wild wild west so i i I believe government has a role to create the framework by which a society operates i'm just not on board with saying this particular issue defines our society now you, you know like you said you can call me out and say well you just said murder should be illegal we consider this murder if that's the way you perceive it, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong if that's your belief system. I just happen to not agree, and therefore it follows that I support the decision that the individual who's pregnant should make the decision. That's my logic train on it anyway, as flawed as it might be. <laughs> Give me one second. I love you, but I do see it as a squished log. Well, it's interesting, too. I mean, I was reading this. The reason I brought up the religious piece is it says the Bible does not draw a distinction between fetuses and babies. The Greek word brephos is used in the Bible to refer to both an unborn child and an infant. And then by the time the baby is conceived, he or she is recognized by God as demonstrated in Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Now, it, it's incredibly ironic that you quoted that line. And that, that actual piece of scripture, um, because it kind of ties into the point I was going to make or the question I was going to make. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a spoiler alert here in case you have not watched our father on Netflix yet. (laughs) I haven't. It actually, and and you guys can go watch it since I recommended it. Um, obviously if Grinch had watched it first, I I understand, you know, we, we, we would, we would be blackballed from watching that but um <laughs> it, it basically revolves around a, a fertility doctor who actually ended up implanting his semen into 
a multitude of women. That was one of the scripture lines uh, that, that he used to kind of justify, you know, I guess what he was doing. But the, the point being, so, so in a situation like that or a situation where somebody is raped, you're now saying that the only way that that person can then rectify that situation is by committing another crime. You know, because obviously if you, if you were, you know, inseminated by somebody's semen that you did not, you know, because they were fully expecting it to be either a donor, you know, a specific donor or their own husband's semen, or, or you've been raped, you know, odds are you're probably, and, and I say odds are, because I don't want to make a sweeping generalization, but you're probably not going to want to keep that child. But now you're being forced to at the cost of committing another crime. Right. And that just seems like, I don't know, that seems very bad to me as far as, you know, a path we want to go down. Well, I agree. And Grinch, I wanted to go back to what you had said. You're talking about from a Bible standpoint, religious standpoint, moral and ethics shouldn't be derived from that, right? Well, I'm, I'm drawing from one of the primary arguments that the atheists and, and the religious communities have had that it is the basis of morals and values and that without it, we don't have morals and values. I mean, there's numerous YouTube videos where that particular topic is discussed, but that, that tends to be one of the key components of the arguments for, because it gives us guidance for how to live. Well, I think in that, we can pick vein, that apart, you know, yeah, but, yeah. I, I think in that vein for those people out there, and, and again, you're entitled to your opinion, but for me personally, I would say, why don't you take that Bible, turn it sideways and stick it up your candy ass because <laughs> I, what you're that's right. Uh, again, you shouldn't legislate from the bench and you sure as fuck shouldn't legislate from the Bible in terms of telling someone how to live. If yeah, you choose good, to live that good way. Good luck feeling that way considering you live in the deep south where those are two things that happen every freaking day all day long. Yeah. Technically, I live in Florida, so I live in the deep north. Because no, <laughs> the south ends at the Georgia border. The I don't know south. what we are, but it is you, you say south. that You say that, and yet you look at your governor and how he how he runs things. Well, right. I mean, yeah, I again, it, it's, it's, I mean, I... I'm human, so I admittedly attach some personalities to how I position myself on some of these because when I have a DeSantis or something like that telling me how to live, I I just in I just in my core bulk at almost anything that comes out of their mouth. Right. Almost Does, anything. Doesn't even matter if it's good. You're like, nope. It, nope. Yeah, because <laughs> and I want to be clear, if somebody is religious, I'm not telling you you're wrong for feeling that way. That's not what I'm trying to say. I don't think any of us are saying that. Um, no, I, mean, I think that goes back I don't to think the point that we I was are. Trying to but, agree, right? yes, I, I, I just don't wholeheartedly subscribe to the view that morals and values is solely sourced from a religious perspective. Now, it's hard because we've never not known it. And the whole concept of evil and good is largely tied to concepts around the Bible of devils and angels and so forth. So I've never known a world not with that. And I wonder if, if, if I did it, what I might think, because now, you know, let's just say I'm plopped on an island, born, raised. I have nothing, you know, I, the only cultural mores, values, et cetera, that I learn are from those around me. And and so, you know, like maybe we use like the Indian community. It was more nature-based, communal of like being one with the earth and connected and they looked out for one another. Did anybody ever steal? I'm sure they did. Were there consequences? Probably. 
did they have to have religion to know that stealing was wrong? I doubt it. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you just did wrong to another, you know, wrong. So I, that's why I still like I'm, I respect it in the sense that we've said it a, a new, numerous times. I know you I know the folks that are religious believe what they believe and sometimes they believe it down to their core. And like anyone, they don't eat, sleep and breathe those ethics and everything they do. Because that same person who is pro-life no, sadly, they is, is doing tax evasion and yeah, they cherry pick you know, yeah. Look, you know, to go further on your point, real quick. Um, to me, the morals and ethics don't come in from necessarily a religious standpoint, but from a intellectual standpoint. I, I lean because we're talking about the human body. And uh, everything that goes, uh, goes, that further comes off from that. I look at science, right? That's that's the determining uh, body of of intellectual collection that I that I look at uh, for the morals and ethics and the values for which we should be guided when it comes to the subject matter, not religion. I agree. I agree as well. And I appreciate that. Sorry, I just had an issue with my, I couldn't hear anything. So <laughs> that's why I'm like, y'all are talking. I'm like, okay, I can't hear shit. That's not good. I don't know what that was. Yeah, Mac, I saw you. I, I, you started saying something. I know I interrupted you earlier. Go, Mac. Then you accomplished your goal because I don't remember. Making him forget. Damn it! Well, look, I, I do want to stay. Season two, I try to get better. Yeah, I do want to stay on the topic of abortion. Actually, I don't think it's you getting better. I think it's just me getting worse. It's so. age. age. Okay. Well, the, the first commandment of the second season is. Yeah. I, I want to stay on topic, so I do want to cycle back to something because it was something that was brought up in the draft, and one of the things we talked about last week, and it's interesting because Alito talks about like abortion not being specifically cited in the constitution. Therefore it's not a constitutional right like many other things. But what I think is interesting is there are a number of things not cited in the constitution and they tend to fall into amendment 10. So I, I, I know I said it last week, I'm going to say it again. A, amendment 10 in the constitution states the powers not delegated to the United States by the constitution nor prohibited by it to the States are reserved to the States respectively or to the people. What that amendment means is if it is not expressly outlined, it falls to the states and or the people. Abortion is one of those things not expressly outlined in the Constitution. Therefore, I don't know, Samuel, it falls to the people. Like many other things. That is the purpose of Amendment 10 is we get as, as the, the people that, that created the Constitution said, there are going to be a lot of things we aren't going to think of. So here's Amendment 10 that says if it isn't expressly outlined, in the Constitution to the federal government, it falls to the states and or the people or I'm sorry, or to the people. So uh, all of those things that people are now trying to say, oh, well, same sex marriage, right to privacy, abortion, it's not stated. Yes, it is by default in Amendment 10 saying if it isn't expressly stated, it falls to the people or the states. So, dude, I don't I don't understand the problem as a justice on the Supreme Court. Shouldn't you know that? And maybe I'm simplifying it. Maybe I'm the well, problem. And, you know, it's, it's, this is a kind of a funny situation or funny scenario for me because I used to joke at work. Um, I said, with the same information, I can argue wherever we want to go with this. I just need to know what the guidance is. Right, so, right, right. 
and and that's kind of how I view this is like if I'm trying to achieve a certain objective, then I'm going. I mean, these are some really smart minds, right? You don't get on the Supreme Court if you're just some. Um, you know, Amy Coney Barrett. Yep, yep. Thank you. I was going to agree to disagree. And that was going to be. I mean, look at me like, oh shit. Okay, never mind. Right. Let's, number let's, one. I retract my argument. I mean, we can say by personality and so forth, they have. And we've all seen this, right? You see a person in a certain light and you draw a conclusion. It's just human nature. And there's probably somebody who's like, I've been in the room with her and she's freaking brilliant. I, I, I believe that is true. I'd like to right. meet that person. But the person who made that statement is a 40-year-old who still writes you know, crayon. <laughs> like Brett Kavanaugh, did I drink beer? Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. cool. You know, like, I, 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 as you know, Haas, it takes a certain level of acumen to be successful in the legal world. Because if you suck, well, you're just not going to be successful. That That is true to some degree, but the, there is a running joke. You know, wh- what do you call a person who finished last in, in, uh, in medical school? Yeah, a doctor. A doctor. A doctor. It's the, same, the same is applicable, you know, in the legal field. The legal what field. do you call it? Right, what do you call it? Look, you're not wrong. I mean, for her to go to, go to undergrad, then to go to law school and then pass the bar. She does have to have a modicum of intellect. Like you, you can't, you can't be a walking, talking, per, you know, a person who like walks around bumping into walls, drilling on themselves. Like, yes, they have to be moderately intelligent for sure. Yeah. But is finished is the guy or gal that finished last in the class, the person you really want on the highest bench in the country, helping understand and, and, Review well, these laws and right deciding those things. Yeah. But here, okay, so here's another, and and this, you know, came to light recently. You know, with some of the news that Clarence Thomas made, which is now it's laughable, right? Coming from him, a man who's been on the bench for thirty fucking years, saying he's concerned about the politicization of the Supreme Court. I, I, there's a ton to say about that, right? Of How's like, Anita Hill feel about that? Right. You know, it's like, well, how did we get here? You know, bro. I mean, we got here because we're hyper-focused on whether a conservative or a liberal is appointed to the court when it shouldn't matter because their role isn't their personal values. That's right. Those perspectives add context, but they're supposed to interpret the law from the constitution and i think it's worth saying the constitution is a brilliant document it's a brilliant document and a lot of how it was designed was to protect rights of individuals based on where the persecution that had come from from where they you know they they migrated from slash they wanted to prevent scenarios where tyranny could take over right and keeping kings and the it, it, it was written by a bunch of wealthy white men, and a lot of the protections were for, for pe- a lot of people who couldn't even read or write. So they were trying to protect people, even from them themselves, without them even knowing what that they needed to be protected from. Right, and, and right, and I had that thought earlier when you said that of like, uh, you know, some of these laws are designed to protect those that can't protect themselves intellectually and otherwise. And so some might say, "What's anything in the third trimester?" Well, and with anything, un- with the right navigation, you can take that well-intended, you know, foundation and navigate it to a very bad place, because you use that the whole time as cover for what you're doing. Of 
I'm just looking out for you. I'm looking out yeah, for us. The, the problem is, is and I so don't... You, you believe you have the moral high ground, right? Yeah. Well, you you believe you do, or at least you proselytize you do, right? For for, for political or monetary gains, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's uh, it, it saddens me that this is that that here we are in 2022, even having this fucking discussion. I know. I well, how how funny was that SNL skit? Don't there know. Was this oh thing called a progress. That's right. <laughs> And then later on, the progress is revoked. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I do want to talk about something real quick because you guys just talked about this briefly. Um, and I was talking to my dad and again, somebody obviously a little more scholarly than I am, uh, you know, from a historical standpoint, well-read. One of the things we were talking about when discussing our last episode was he was talking about, and of course my dad is prior, well, up until Reagan, my dad was, was right. He was a conservative. Uh, and since then he has now shifted, he's gone, you know, more centrist, more left. Um, and one of the things he said was there was a, a legal mind in England by the name of Blackstone. And one of the things he actually sent me the entire quote, which I could read, but you know, in terms of, of paraphrasing this, it basically was his belief was his philosophy was law should be based on how you structure society to the greatest benefit of the most people within your society. And he said, the problem is the Republicans now believe law should be structured so that the powerful are able to control those whom they disapprove of, those not like-minded or not like them. Thousand percent agree. And that becomes a concern. And that's what something like this law is doing. And as we talked about last week, this law doesn't just have implications for abortion. It has implications for so many other things because of their, their stance that it's things that aren't expressly outlined in the Constitution. It's things that have to be deeply rooted in the American history and, you know, things that we touched on last week. And that is the concern is we, ha- we are beginning to bastardize our Constitution. And, you know, Haas, you making the mention, what do you call, a, a, you know, somebody who finishes last and medical school, you call him a doctor. Same thing applies to the legal field. And, you know, if you take Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who finished top of her class at Cornell, went to Harvard under considerably different circumstances that any female would do today and how she did and what she then brought to the Supreme Court versus an Amy Coney Barrett, you know, I think the weird thing, and we, we mentioned this was, how is any woman in this country a pro-lifer and not a pro-choice? And I, I guess that's the weird dichotomy for me, because as I said, pro-life means you have only one stance. You give no choice to the equation. Pro-choice let means- be known, Let it be known that we would love to hear from someone who from is-, is Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, would well, yeah I, that, I would love to have that perspective. Let's, and, let's go around the room, because I asked this question last week. Gentlemen, you are all what? Pro-life or pro-choice? What about your spouses? Mine's, yeah. Pro-choice. Yeah, pro-choice. Choice, choice. Choice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mine too. Yeah. My, mine's I, like, actually, mine's like you that. don't get a right to tell me what to do with my body. I don't tell you what to do with yours. And I'm Max thinking, like, well, she's pro, we're you don't married. Get a fucking voice. And yeah, you do. You do tell me what I get to do, what I can and can't do with my body. Right. Um, I guess it boggles the mind that I guess it would be the, the, the equivalent would be if somebody said, I don't know who would it be. I don't know. Mac comes up with a law ridiculous like vasectomy at birth and every man was like i'm okay with it <laughs> you'd be like wait what you're okay Why with you it out my law that, no it was hypothetical it was hypothetical fundamental judgment 
you know the that other- you thought through <laughs> sans alcohol. All of five minutes I spent thinking That's that right. through. You know, the, the antithetical, not the right word, position of this that I thought about when we had this discussion was China controlling how many children you can have. Now that is that's not based in religion. That's straight societal management, right? It works for China, you know. And I was just thinking about that uh, <laughs> last podcast of like, that's genius. So it's so odd to me to be on the other side of that. Of like, I mean, they don't mandate vasectomies and so forth. They just say, you know, our laws. You can like the two child. What was it? The two child law. I think yep. is what it was because yeah. their growth rate was unsustainable. Yeah, I think they've started to roll some of that back. Recently. I, I believe they have. I believe, I believe they have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 to me, like maybe talking this out has kind of helped center me. And that quote you you said from Blackstone Thor is it like that's a mic drop moment for me because it, you know I'm not trying to be all Spock for the good of the many, but at the end of the day, you know the government's role is to try to you know it's to protect common defense and so forth, but it's to enable society to be successful. It provides that framework. It's supposed to, it, and, and there you go. That's the key. It's supposed to set the framework and then step aside. Yeah. Yeah. And as we know, it's well further into our lives than that by based on perceptions of how to implement those things. And then you get people telling you, can you use drugs? Can you drink? Can you not? And every time the body rejects it, the antibodies develop and it rejects it. So to me, it's like if the historical pattern of this has told you that the mass, the body does not want this, it doesn't want it to be told how to behave in this particular manner, what are you achieving? And then again, it's like if this was actually your goal, well, then I don't know, maybe you should fund programs and develop educational patterns to help with this to come at it a different way. Right. Which I think is what touches us at our core of why we balk at this and we reject it because it doesn't seem like it's well intended. It all right. seems to be coming from a place of I'm Politi- going to tell you how politization to and we and control. I look, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I think they're trying to, to uh, treat the symptoms and not find a cure. Right. Like if if, uh-huh. if, if they're if they were coming from a place where they were trying to find a cure. I'm, I, I might feel differently about this. In fact, I probably would feel more differently about this, but that's not where they're coming from. No, they want it to be their way. And I gave a lot of thought. There was this concept discussed. I forget which particular co- podcast it is, but it's called Philosophize, or the episode, it's called Philosophize This. I think the guy that runs that podcast is freaking brilliant. And he, he basically unpacks philosophers and what they were really saying, you know, what, uh, you know, he gives some examples of like quotes that have been used. And he's like, that's actually not what that philosopher meant at all. But one of the things he talked about was the concept of the societal contract between the governed and the government. And he used the example of draw, drawn and quartering. By today's standards, it's, it's horrific, right? You know, four horses ripping a body apart. But he said at the time it wasn't because that showed the people that the government was maintaining its societal contract of, main, of, of creating order and control and discipline and control. Right. It was a brutal way no, to do have, it. All right. I have no analogy to walk that to today of like where the societal contract is, because I keep coming back to, I don't need you to do this. It, it achieves nothing other than a personal preference 
largely based in religion of telling others how to live. I don't know how it makes us better or worse. Right. Uh, well, you know, last week, and I mentioned this to Hosh uh, yesterday. Worse, not better. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned this to Hosh yesterday, and I wanted to bring it up today, is I made a comment last week, and that kind of led to you making the comment about big government. You know, and, and the Republicans said, you know, we are opposed to big government, big, big government being in your face and controlling. And I said, you know, the interesting thing is when you think about our governmental setup right now, by default, we're big government. And so really, the Republicans have their head up their ass if they don't think we are federally. And this is what I mentioned to us. Federally, we have a bicameral House set up with the House and the Senate. We have a president. We have a judicial system. And then what do you do? You duplicate that at the state level. And you have the exact same setup at the state level. And then you have county government. And then you have city and municipality governments. Unfortunately, we live in the era of big government, no matter what you do. So the Republicans are just fucking stupid to say we don't believe in big government. Our government by default is monstrous. I know what the Republicans implication is, is big government tends to overreach. And again, in discussing this with my father, he said, big government's overreach little governments overreach. Nazi Germany was a little government and they mm -hmm. massively overreached and tried to control. It has nothing to do with the size of your government. It has to do with how they're structured and what their focus is on accomplishing. And so how do we change that? And I know I pose, how about we move laws to the federal position? And I know, Hoss, you said, oh, like Rome. And I, of course, my argument is Rome was hugely beneficial as the longest uh -huh. reigning empire sure in the world. Was. But it didn't last. Of course, but nothing, it, I think, it, it, lasts. It T-boned into history and it we, got shattered. We've been around two thousand or 200 years. The Roman Empire was around over 1,000. And You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't uh, comprehend that. In Austria, they can, right? They've been around. We can't comprehend 1,000 years of societal reign and, you know, the way in which they structured things and the, the benefit that that was for all of the empire. I'm not saying that's the answer. It was simply a hypothetical I was positioning last week. All I'm saying is I think big government exists. The Republicans are misled if they think what they're doing is removing big government from control because they're not. And, and again, it's one of those things. And Haas, I said this to you. The, the problem with government is it becomes less efficient the closer it gets to the people. And therefore, city and municipality governments are less efficient than county, are less efficient than state, are less efficient than federal. Yeah, but I'm not so much worried about efficiency or non-efficiency in this instance. I'm worried about the people getting what they want out of their elected officials. Would we all agree and, on this and call? Then, and then those elected officials not overreaching their power uh, that's been assigned to them. Would all of us agree on this call, at least in, let's say, the last 25 years, that abortion control at the federal level is probably going to be more beneficial than it will be at the state level? Based on what we've already seen in terms of what states are planning to do, trigger laws that are going to be enacted. I would disagree. abortion laws be better at the federal level? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Would... No. no. So you're I'm saying disagree. the federal mandate right now that abortion is legal in, in all states to a certain degree. And the fact that when that changes. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. But, but who's deciding that? The federal government is now deciding to overturn that and create this chaos. Oh, no, I know. I'm, no, I'm saying. But... You asked the same question twice, different ways, I think. So, so re-ask your question one more time as a final ask. <laughs> And see if I can get it right. I have been drinking. I'm not sure I can get it right. Is is the the current setup of the abortion laws better or worse than it will be if we pass it back to the states? 
I think it is easier to manage. I, I can't say better or worse, but I think it's easier to manage, which makes it better at this time at the federal level. Right. Because and it, if you if you break it out and you have 50 different states saying, God forbid, 50 different things. Right. Then how, how do you and, and we've asked the okay. question, how do you manage that? Here's the problem. The problem is twofold. One, um, the way it currently is, is fine. Right. The way it currently is, is fine because there's choice from a federal level. If, it ain't if, broke, if, fix it. if, if. The federal government, net, which is what the Supreme Court is, steps in and says, we're overturning and we're changing this. It's a problem because it's a decision made on the federal level. Federal law trumps state law. So my point is this, based on your question, Thor, it's better if they overturn, if they, if they reverse Roe v. Wade, then it's better at the state level because you don't want the federal government having senior say legally speaking in this decision you want it to be a state-by-state state decision you want it to be and you want it to be one where screw you texas if someone wants to go to california on their own time and their own business and and, and handle whatever they want to handle you don't get to say in that because what, but that's the problem tra- that's but, not no, what's no, going to happen well no it could be argued because they did it in because they did okay because texas has no jurisdiction about what happens in california Right, but if we leave California it at the federal has level, jurisdiction. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. You don't want it at the federal level. But if I leave it at the federal level Why and not? my kid gets pregnant in Texas, I don't have to go to California. I do it right in Texas because they can't no, pass a law. No, you don't. Why not? If they reverse, if they reverse Roe v. Wade. No, I'm saying if they did, this was not on the ballot. Okay, I thought you were saying if 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 as I understand your question, you were saying if the Supreme Court, if this happens, if they reverse Roe v. Wade. Is it, it? You were saying. I thought you were saying it's better that it stays at a federal level. I'm saying I don't, yes. It's better that it stays at the federal level. Not if they absolutely not. Not if not, they not reverse, if they reverse it. it. No, right. no, no. See, I'm saying either keep the law how it currently is at the federal level, or yes. give it to the states. Which version yeah, okay. is better? Right, we're exactly the, on the same page. Okay. The Florida has become the new. We're, 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 we're no, I'm. Fi- I know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It, it makes I sense thought to you. you meant. Yeah. I thought you meant if it gets reversed, it should still no. stay. And I'm like, oh hell, we don't want. No, 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 no. That's that's who you end up in like a rogue state nation type situation. Ugh. And the interesting thing is, and again, I know. Uh, let's see, Mac. No, I. When was your older sister born, Mac? <laughs> don't mean to put you on the spot. Seventy-three. Okay, so again. Of the four people here, Grinch, I don't know in terms of you, like my older brother was born in 71. My brother was a pre Roe v. Wade baby. And I talked to my parents about this and and my mom was like, I knew friends in college in the late 60s when states controlled abortion, they had to go to trailers and sit on a fucking dinner table to have somebody give them an abortion because it was illegal to get an abortion. And they, you know, they knew I was obviously a, a post Roe v. Wade baby. You know, abortion was then a different scenario, but my brother was born at a time prior to that. None of us were. And so our parents weren't making decisions based on those guidelines. Well, mine was because of my parents, but they knew they were going to have a kid. I'm just saying we, you know, in terms of understanding the dynamic prior to Roe v. Wade and what they were up against, I think turning it back over to the states is so problematic. You leave it at the federal level. And Haas, that's what I was trying to say. Either leave it at the federal level. Is that better than giving it to the states? And I think leaving it at the federal level is a better choice because it yeah. gives choice. 
Yes, but to clarify that statement. With caveats? It is. Yes, of course. 100% <laughs> with caveats. Man, life ain't that cut. It's not cut and dry. We, we leave unless it the unless they level. reverse it. If they reverse the decision, then you don't yeah, want we, it. We leave it at the federal level as long as Haas agrees with what they're doing. Right. <laughs> right? That, that, I mean, that's just, that's just good good sense. No Can you let him drink his urine in peace, please? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it's trucker bum. It, it's, it's funny to me. And I've, I've said this in other conversations with people that this particular topic gets so much energy. And it's not that I'm ignorant as to why, because it, it touches a very fundamental core. Now, I mean, I would argue if Roe v. Wade is federally protected, then self-assisted suicide should be too. It's an individual right using the same concepts. But where I kind of come full circle on all this is I'm like, can somebody explain to me how this particular issue makes us a better or worse country? Like, why do we spend so much fucking time and energy on this particular topic when you just Leave it as it is, and let's move on. Why so do we, we, we still got, we got have to, to deal with? Certain right. people Why love controlling other people, and that's what I come exactly. back to. Because at the end of the day, if if there are presidential debates, I'm like, one, can we just stop talking about gun control, or or do something or not, but shut up about it? And with abortion, can we do something or shut up about it? Take a position, move on. But we just want to keep coming back over and over again. And I'm like, and, and you know, any other problems because, we have in this country? Right. <laughs> like, I think shovel control. I mean, shovel control is getting out of hand. We're, we're, Dude, we're defining entire primary. parties. Sorry, Mac. We're defining entire parties over like two fucking issues. And I don't get it. I don't get it. That's the important thing, though, I think, right there is that it, it comes up because it changes every four to eight years based on who's in power, right? So everybody wants to have their control. So that, that's why it's going to continue. All of those are going to continue to come up and be rehashed, you know, every cycle. It's just the yeah, unfortunate it, reality. It, it, it's just one of those, like, if you're a candidate nowadays, I'd almost be like, just say you're pro-choice and, and stop there. Well, what about, I, I told you my answer. Is there another topic we can bring up? Because I got a lot of important shit. You know, we got debt, we got international right. affairs. <laughs> We got a lot of stuff the federal government's actually supposed to be focused on. Yet and we spend all this fucking time and energy on these topics while ignoring the character. That's what I mean. You know, if I'm just getting revved up, I'm like, look at the moral character of this motherfucking piece of shit that was in office last cycle. And you're going to sit here and try to have the moral high ground with me about abortion while this freaking pussy crap and piece of fucking shit is in office are you kidding me like that's the part where i just like want to put a gun to my head yeah and and now you have, uh <laughs> as as early as actually today uh cnn released an article saying that republican governor pete ricketts of nebraska has now said he's going to call a special session of the state's legislator to pat legislature to pass a total ban on abortion should the supreme court overturn roe v wade What's nebraska Nebraska. Huh? Nebraska. Nebraska is a pro-life state. I believe life begins at conception. Ricketts told CNN Dana's ba Dana Bash on State of the Union, if Roe v. Wade, which is a horrible constitutional decision, gets overturned by the Supreme Court, which we're hopeful of, of here in Nebraska, we're going to take further steps to protect those unborn babies. I'm going to go back because he says 
Nebraska is a pro-life state, period. I believe life. I believe life begins at conception. Good for you, motherfucker. You're allowed. Yeah, the, pro- the, the problem I have is, is, is it's, again, <laughs> these politicians are taking a this or that fucking stance. Your job is not to take a this or that fucking stance. Your job is to find commonality and common ground and fucking compromise. Like, for fuck's sake. It's not about you. It's about the fucking people you work for. Pull your head out your ass and do your God bless the job that you're paid for. Elections matter. Uh, I was going to say the problem <laughs> is over just over 50% of the people in his state apparently agree with him. Well, maybe, uh, maybe yeah. not. I mean, but Nebraska has a population of 1.924 uh, million people as of the 2020 census. How many of those people agree with him, Mac, if you're right, because they elected him, but they may have elected him on a different, yeah, a different I mean, basis of his yeah, platform. Right, fair enough. How many of those people all automatically believe life begins at conception? I mean, boss, well, you are it, banging away at the point that it is not a binary decision. It is not black and white. But, you know, back to, you know, back to your question you asked a little bit ago. Th- this is where I take the federal stance of like, I don't want this law changing every fucking two to four years. Why? Why? You know, like. I just don't get it. But, but, you know, if I'm going to respect the system and I would say elections have consequences, yes. man got elected. You probably knew where he stood on certain things. I so wonder. if you're a Nebraskan. Yeah. And the problem sorry, is you, sorry, you, you said the last no, cycle, fuck nuts gotten, uh, became president the last cycle. And then what does that have? We're starting to see things like Dick Santis here in Florida and, and the overreaching he's doing Abbott in Texas, the overreaching he's doing this douchebag Ricketts in Nebraska, other states are beginning to think, well, the gloves are off, you know, Trump. It's like it opened the door for no. every Tom, Dick and Harry to think they can just start. Not only that pushing the, legislation, the appointments he made to the Supreme court right. have, have, have brought us to where we're at now, unfortunately. And as Haas I mean, has said repeatedly, it ain't just the Supreme court. It's every district court so every district court. courts and every state. Yeah. Yep. Fucking sad. It is. It is. I don't think I could have said it better. Yeah, it is. It's unfortunate. It's tragic and unfortunate. Here's the good news, though, is um, if if the Supreme Court reverses this and all these other, it's just going to be more lawsuits that are brought against states. It's just going to be, I mean, the Supreme Court is going to have to revisit. If they don't do this cleanly, it's not over. Let's be honest. We're all dads. We all have daughters. I don't want the government telling my daughter she doesn't have a choice. Because I can tell you as a dad, I I would love a grandchild (laughs) if it gets born. But I can tell you if my daughter is in harm's way medically through pregnancy, I don't want to lose my kid. It's not worth it. No. It's and, And again, for those people, you know, for the Bible beaters and the Bible thumpers out there, I don't know the child, the unborn child. But I do know my daughter. I've known my daughter for two plus decades. I'm not willing to give up my kid because you're a pro-life douchebag. Well, not only that, but I mean, God forbid, you know, she was raped or something, right? I mean, well, yeah, know, but then I go to prison for murder, so it doesn't really matter. I won't get a say. Yeah, yeah you, you lose your right to vote once you commit a felony this, and go to prison. But but, right, but right. I understand what you're coming from. And Elections I, I, matter. I, it's, it's a trade-off. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh yeah, I, 
you know, uh, we so, said so this. Have we fixed the problem yet? That no, no. Oh, yes, vasectomy at birth. <laughs> a smart man oh, once said vasectomy right. at birth. Uh, all right. With that being said, gentlemen, let's go ahead and wrap up shop here. Two weeks. I, I, you know, I'll go ahead and say it now. I didn't say it last week. I think we're done with this topic, at least for now in its current form. Maybe after this decision gets passed in June, early July of this year, we do reconvene, possibly have a female on. Let her talk about the position or multiple females. Because, again, this is a decision that is going to affect not only females, but a lot of other laws based on the way this draft is written. And so, I mean, I, th I think it's something we will eventually have to circle back to. But as At always, this time, though, I think I think we've currently aborted. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, we, so. we have done a lot uh, and had a lot to say. And I appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, Haas, I know you get frustrated. You, you can tell. I mean, you're red faced for a pasty white dude. You are red faced. Uh, I know it frustrates you a lot of sighing and, and kind of disbelief in the stupidity around some of the things related to this topic. And I appreciate you being here. All right. So, you know, check out a spiriteddebate.com, all the drinks that we have here, a topic you'd like us to debate. Feel free to drop us a line, a question, a topic, doesn't matter. Or check us out or uh, hit us up at the four horsemen at a spiriteddebate.com. Drop us a line there, a drink you'd like us to try, topic you'd like us to debate, or just drop us a question you'd like us to answer. Something that maybe has been itching in the back of your head that you're like, you know what? Maybe these four fuckwad can answer these questions. I've listened to them for a year and a half. Maybe they can shed some light on whatever that question is. Please feel free to do that. We would love to have those and we will answer that for you here. Uh, thank you so much, gentlemen, week in and week out. Again, I appreciate you doing this back to back two weeks on abortion. I know it was painful. Thank you for showing me your penises. I'm not sure why we're doing this. This is weird. Oh, I'm okay. following Max Lee. That's all right. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Gentlemen, I love you. I appreciate it. Look, Haas, if you've got assless chaps, we'll talk. <laughs> And damn, you're small. And with that being said, we will move on. Uh, again, I appreciate you guys, and we will do this again <laughs> next week. I didn't realize Moss was uh, Irish. information or opinions expressed during the Aspirated Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the hosts or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of Aspirated Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.